Hello, hello, as they say here in Finland. Welcome to another podcast of Leftovers. This episode was excellent. We recorded this just the other night. Samuli and I interviewed the amazing Christoph Schneider, who talks about the digital transition or digital democracy. It was interesting and, well, You'll have to listen to it for yourself. Uh, we were excited. You can even probably tell from my voice. <laughs> and um, I hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode. Enjoy it. Leftovers. This is way bigger than I thought. And of course it is. I mean, you, you just have to open your mind. So Christoph, yeah, uh, that, tell that, us what, you, that, what, what you're about first. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for having me on this podcast. And first of all, I must say, I'm, I think the development with podcasts on our public sphere is actually a very good digital development. Yeah, democratic we will come radio. To the, exactly. We will come to negative open or negative discourse and public sphere phenomenon later. But this is really good. And thanks that you are doing this. Um, yeah, that was a fun webinar. I remember yeah. that one. It was a very good discussion. Yeah, very intense. And we together, I feel like after the talk, we, we dug really deep into <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to preempt things, but you raised a few things that have stuck with me. Um, and the most important thing was the uh, democratic value of your own digital ID. Um, and how you should own that imprint that is on the net. And I found that, I mean, that is fundamentally what I totally believe in and that yeah. it's out of our hands right now that it's just bought and sold. I mean, just old school. I was yesterday, I had a phone call from India on my cell phone yeah. and I was like, uh, sorry, how do I know you? So oh, we want to network with you. I said, great. Um, what is your company? Yeah. Do you know what my company is? And, and in, in the discussion, I just found out that they just got a, they bought a list you know, yeah. old school, they bought a list of phone numbers in Finland and, you know, they were, and that was just like an old school version of it. But the big data version is far more complicated and intricate, but that just yeah. shows you how that information is for sale and swapped. Yeah. And that's the point, Carlos. And you're right. It, this is one of the, of the major political front lines, I guess, this, the question who owns data but it's larger than that you know it's mm. who owns knowledge mm. and who owns the infrastructures that are becoming increasingly important to our lives private lives political economic lives so ownership is ab absolutely a, a crucial area for of contestation also like if we think of you know I'm of the of the hopeful sort, so I hope we, we, we will see a decade of the Green New Deal and this will be a major front line in there, like who owns the digital stuff <laughs> and who has the ownership means who has the right to decide, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, there are different models out there. The one that you uh, mentioned, um, 
that you have individual ownership is one of them. I'm not, yeah. I see if, uh, its benefits, but I'm not a big, the biggest fan of, of organizing everything only with like individual ownership. Right. Because we are currently in this neoliberal model of digitalization, which is basically is, you know, a big, mm. a couple of big corporations and a yep. thousands of, of startups funded by finance capital looking into like, how do we get 15% returns on our investments things like that yeah um this they want to this is based on the idea that we are as individuals kind of in charge you know and that's why we click yes i agree and of course you can take my data because i want to use your service so that's you know that's why it's not so straightforward to say yeah. that we should have individual ownership to solve the problem yeah yeah because in a way this the current model makes us think we are owners but practically it's we're impossible not. to yeah. do we're not exactly yeah. um and yeah there's a there are uh, other models and and one that i think is also very promising is the idea of common ownership over over data that's also an, an idea that we have in the in the green new deal that's right yeah. um where basically you know as of course it's it's individuals using digital stuff connected to these big systems and the systems together with what the what the person does you know is creating the data so you have this tension so who is the where's the origin of data is it the the, the system owned by the corporation or is it you going about your daily life so that's one aspect, but data gets meaningful and can be turned into knowledge with which you can do things, you know, analyze the world, understand the world, manipulate people, make them buy stuff, or only if you have a lot of data, if you have data of, of many people and processes, because then you can do a lot of the, of the crazy statistics and run the models on that. Cambridge and analytics. And, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah of course the, those evidently bad guys but also it's just entirely standard in the current it industry to to run yeah. these analytics all the time and everywhere and um sure without over without democratic oversight but you know the, so the question arises how what what do we do with this like middle level you know where where we, how do we pool data how do we organize democratic oversight mm. and this is a level that is not yet really deeply explored also in in what i would call the, the digital politics scene because that was also has been very focused on individual rights, individual freedoms, which is of course an important way to think about sure, politics. Sure. But we need to, to also think much more and much more deeply about the middle ground. How can we build institutions in the middle that mediate the between individuals and the vast power asymmetries out there, you know? And how can we pool our power? It's it's a very democratic idea, you know. Mm. Democracy yeah. means working together to have yes. power together and we um, instead of me yeah i get you exactly yeah and mm. this is one aspect where we where we need to think about how to how to govern how to organize data as well 
Um, and yeah, I, I like the idea of common ownership where you say, you know, it's not private property, neither owned by a corporation or by an individual, but uh, by a, a community in a way of, of data sharers or people affected by data and they have set certain rules how this data should be used and and regulated um, yeah and this is also it's a bit where i come from with uh, i come from politically i started in the open source movement but the second wave of it right uh, like 10 years ago eight years ago where where 3d printing and and this stuff became big there was a uh, uh, the so-called open source hardware where movement emerged and we in the movement we had the hopes and did crazy stuff uh, that we could use you know this open source idea that we share digital data and it's public and people can join and work together that we build models so that we can have this online but um, link it to the material sphere, you know, that we have 3D printers producing tangible stuff that, it, that we can hold on and um, share the data and share the designs, share, the, share the, the blueprints for the printers and therefore make knowledge. You know, I, I think we also, we need to think in much more human terms about what is going on in digitalization. Data, of course, data is going on. Sure, data yeah. is one, yeah. one key technical field that makes digitalization so powerful but when yes. it comes down to you know what is done with data we have the question of what do human beings or organizations do with data and then it's a, it's a knowledge question oh hello there's an, another <laughs> listener <laughs> there's a kid <laughs> and yeah so um like you know if if we as humans do things with data, we have to analyze that, interpret it, evaluate it, use it for certain purposes. purposes it, it's part of our knowledge. And therefore the bigger question is who's, who has which knowledge and how do, we, how do we go about organizing our knowledge that is becoming increasingly digitally mediated, podcasts, yes. videos, yeah. data, and so on, yeah. I mean, I just think okay. historically, you know, you would have, um, <clears throat> you would have, what do you call it, uh, superpowers, conquerors, and they would rewrite history that we discovered the, uh, Alexander the Great went over the mountains looking for the fountain of youth and rewrote history according to what he thought it would be. And I'm thinking of how not just data, but sort of the knowledge can be changed and manipulated so that it's not what it was, you know, things like that. I, I mean, I, yeah. I'm just thinking that people will do anything <laughs> for money <laughs> and power, you know? Yeah. Um, and um, I, I always believed that the good in us would like stop, eventually stop that kind of thing. But looking at the world cool. now, I lost any faith that that would happen and it would be in our hands to make sure that sort of things like that don't happen for our kids, et cetera, mm. and the future generations. Mm. But so I'm, I think of it in simple terms like that, but I can, what you're saying, I connect that to what you're saying in a technical way and it makes sense. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, what you just said about manipulating reality and, spreading <laughs> crazy beliefs and all that this i mean is thinking like of this thing that 
the people that are against climate change, the yeah. big money interests who want to keep fossil yeah. fuel going, they must be pumping in massive money into bots and systems to yeah. try and drive conversations into another way and discredit truth here. And, you know, it's just so big. Yeah. That's and what they have the me. volume also. They have the volume also to to push certain messages through. Yeah, yeah. Which also the algorithms somehow, you know, they also have the knowledge of the algorithms. How do they work in in Twitter, yeah. in Facebook, and in Instagram? Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, um, I mean, on on a more world historical level, you know, you you started very with a large view on history. Yes. So, yes. I mean, we are in the midst of a media revolution, you know, yes. like book printing spread in the, in the Renaissance. Now it's like, um, and media revolutions are troubling for how do we perceive the world? How do we communicate? What is knowledge? The, the idea of what is knowledge changes in a media revolution. That's the, the general point. And I think this will last for, for much longer, but now, comes the PowerPoint and you know how is this revolution currently organized and this is absolutely terrible because it's uh, it's like the major players and major in a way designers are huge corporations with a with a tightly entangled with Wall Street and others and they design systems that are just good for getting the maximum profit out of everything that we do, you know, and how do they do this? Basically, they, are, they were not so innovative. The, the business model that they came up with is like 20th century media business model, you know, you, you have like a media thing where people want to look at and you sell advertising on the, on the, on the yeah. sides. But th th this is a huge problem because they are interested in selling a lot of advertising and they want to claim that they are better in doing advertising than others. And therefore, they have huge laboratories with hundreds of millions, if not billions of people, you know, where they can test what works with whom uh, and how can we make them click this and click that. And, and this is the, the structural problem why they, this, you know, why we have the filter bubbles and this, the, the manip manipul manipulative powers. And, Part of the structural if problem is that um, they have they open their system to everyone who has money mm. to buy advertising, and you can do this with a click of a button and a credit card, you know. And yeah. of course, uh, political forces uh, are absolutely pleased with that mm. not all political forces but certain dark forces you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. because you have a, a huge propaganda system that is is super tested on millions of people that makes it almost impossible to identify uh, who said what and um yeah so this is one one key as it's like not yet the where there is a link to, 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 the, to the, the ecology and the, the green transformation in the Green New Deal, which is uh, advertising is a huge problem. Advertising is, is a key aspect of the neoliberal growth model because it needs to make people believe that they need stuff to buy. You know? 
And yeah. it, it has a, a very huge importance for this growth model. And therefore, every, everything that is good for advertising is bad for a Green New Deal society. <laughs> um, so that's the, like the ecological critique of, of that. But um, the democratic critique is, of course, it destroys a, a, a rational, open, transparent public sphere and opens the money, uh, opens the door to money in, in politics much more than it has been opened before. Yeah. And yeah, that's a, a big thing, a huge problem. And I'm glad at least that this is also now... Um, it's beginning to get increasingly challenged. There's a pressure. Um, some companies like Twitter uh, announced that they will um, um, now ban political ad advertising because mm. of the US presidential e elections, um, yeah, yeah. Um, which is like a good thing, of course. But it's also not enough because what we really see in our also with the corona crisis everyone sitting at home and you know like our lifeline for public life is is the digital stuff mm. and what do we re 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 rely on the on the big corporations and on their um and their news systems broadcasts that are, and, yeah their news broadcast and their and their their ways of how do they think we should see reality you know that's <laughs> the thing they filter reality for us and they filter mm. it with a view of a of a business owner, of someone who wants to sell advertising. Yes, we need to get back that, to work. That, <laughs> exactly. It's not the best. It's not the best filter for organizing a, a change towards sustainability and democracy. Yeah. Um, so we need a democratic filter and a democratic ar architecture of these systems, and we need to think about that they are really important, and some of them are too important to leave in private hands. You know. Mm. We learned in the 20th century, it's not a good idea to leave television in private hands or to, <laughs> to leave it unregulated uh, and related to governments, you know, so th that governments can, can broadcast their own perspective. That's also bullshit. Um, so, yeah. um, for example, in Germany, after the Second World War, they came up with the system that they have this independent funding of public, public broadcasting. And I think, you know, that's, good, uh, that's a good idea. Why don't we come up with like, you know, funding independently, uh, a public, a Euro, why not a European uh, public social media platform without advertising yeah. run by the citizens, you know, where we have mm. different governing bodies, where we are, people are included in a democratic process and they can shape the system, you know, and what should the system show us and what should it do with our data? Maybe nothing. Maybe it should pool it and help us create a different economy who knows yeah but you know the idea is we need to build democracy and the public good into these systems yeah. and stop buying into that and i mean no that's the easy part stop buying into that private interests and private companies do the best for us that was the neoliberal key yeah. idea you know and that's what let's organize everything as a market so that private companies have the most say over our lives and that's yeah. the problem that we now face how do we change this idea <laughs> and this structure of our economy and society into one that enables a healthy and good life for most of the people so well said jeez yeah 
<laughs> That's why I wanted you to come on. That is, yeah, in a nutshell, yeah. I mean, yes, you're, you're speaking to the, the converted here. I uh, yeah. totally, totally agree. I have another question, just slightly off the topic, but my brother can I ask in... before that? Yes. Can I ask before that uh, on the topic? Just like, uh, firstly, because there is already, there's Mastodon and Diaspora and this kind of mm. mm -hmm. more like less neoliberal social platforms, yeah. but somehow there hasn't been this kind of mass immigration towards this kind of platforms yeah. yet. So do you have any kind of, I don't know, ideas of how to, how to make it happen? Or is it yeah. just like enough of information that we give that neoliberal, you know, this Facebook is shite, you need to move, or is there yeah. something? No, no, I, I agree. Like it's not enough to, to, to be against something. We need yeah. the positive models. And that's why I, uh, I'm so glad that we have the, the Green New Deal visions now the, in Europe, in the USA, UK, and, every, and in other places. That's so good that we are, the progressives of the world are developing a plan for the future. <laughs> um, yeah, like, you know, I'm, I have, like, I'm now on ambivalent terrain. And on the one hand, I said to you, like, I started my polit political activism in the open source yeah. hacker-inspired domain where the approach is, has been and often still is to say, yeah, okay, well, let's get together a bunch of us and, and create a more ethical and, and free and open source and whatsoever system. And it's great because it's, it's non-commercial and things like that. And yeah, in a way it, it is, it, it shows us what is, is possible and we have a lot of dedicated people. But um, what I only learned after kind of getting more engaged in, in, the, in the larger classical politics, you know, I'm a member of the Democracy in Europe movement, basically, um, that besides this idea of designing tech, an, a, a different technical system, we need to redesign the political support structures for these systems, because the whole political and economic environment is shaped in a way to keep this as a tiny niche because all the support, state support and whatsoever goes towards the big players who make a lot of, you know. Example, the ones that got growth. bailed out. The first bailed exactly. out people were the big corporations. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. And um, yeah, so yeah, we, need, we need these. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they're not hiding it anymore. And <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it's that's also it's part of the insanity of what we are currently experiencing. But on the other hand, uh, many people got aware much of this, and much more than ten years ago or twelve years ago. You know, yeah, to, uh, during the financial crisis, yeah. like people are fed up with this style of politics and. <laughs> Not everyone, but yeah. you know, I hope many people are. Um, so yeah, we need political support for this, you know, to get two hundred of the of the of the brightest technical minds uh, on a, on a big social media pro project, and then you know have state funding or or another form of more of a funding that that says 
you know, we want to build a system for the common good and not a system for financial gain. <laughs> and then have it set up, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and make, it, make it a thing where millions of people want to join and, and uh, have, you know, certain rights to join and right to protection and a right to free speech and a right to democracy. Um, yeah, so that's the thing that is missing, you know, in the in the classical digital politics scene. The 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 big politics is often not really strategically addressed. Yeah, and it 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 tends sometimes tends to be a kind of niche politics, you know, where you get um, struggles over yeah, which messenger do we use now, which is the most secure and. <laughs> Which is of that course, discussion. You know, do we use Zoom? Can, no, it's it's hacked. We need to use Yitzi. Yeah. No, it's also not stable. We need to use big blue button. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, I mean, this is an important question to the technological system. But yeah, you know, when we say let's have a societal transformation, we need to think bigger. Yes, <laughs> and I, I was thinking that, you know, we're we're all. I mean, I'm 54, and we're all programmed from right from like such an early age to want to work hard, to make lots of money, to, to, to have material things, to be a CEO, to mm. be famous, to have, to get, to, mm. it's ingrained in us. And even in my family, we have lots of heated discussions and debates on the subject that why shouldn't people have lots of things? And I really admire people like that, you know, and you're like, no, well, they're only getting lots of things because lots of people are working to help them get it <laughs> and they're yeah, not exactly. getting anything in the process. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. but it's hard to have this kind of, I mean, we, at least I'm very proud that we're having this conversation at mm. home anyway, but, but uh, I'm just thinking of people out there that are, I mean, I didn't think like this uh, 10 years ago. I sort of woke up, I don't know, uh, six or eight years ago, I just woke up and went, hang on a second. This doesn't feel right anymore. It doesn't mm. feel right. You know? And, um, and I'm wondering how to get this, how to translate this to somebody who I know well, that's like, no, we need to work. We need to make more money. The, the, we need more GDP. We need more growth. I'm like, yeah, but where does it end? <laughs> where is the roof? Where's the ceiling? There, there's never one. It will keep on going because that's yeah. what they want you to do. You're running on the wheel and running after the cheese and you're getting closer, but it's getting further away. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I think you, you raise such an important topic also of, you know, of a call to us when we say we want to fight for a Green New Deal. We need to fight and tell a better and different story. That's you know? it. Yeah. A story of, of how, what is a successful life on an individual level and on a societal level. Yeah. And the old story, you know, that is, that is crashing everything around us is the idea of you know the, a good life is be profitable yeah. <laughs> and competitive and you know keep the small the state small and the market big and growth is like our our pathway to paradise yeah that's the neoliberal story and yep. i really agree and i think this is to me i'm a, I'm a sociologist by the way so, <laughs> so i agree with you you know you said we are all being programmed um, and in a way, you know, such, such societal stories and or ideologies is another word for them. They kind of program us, not that they determine everything, but they really, they, they, lay the, they give us the baseline 
on which to from which you know to look into the world and yeah we need to change this baseline and have a better story and i think the green new deal has is a, an, an extremely important and good starting point and what i, I like most is the new deal you know which is yeah. a, a new contract between people between people and politics between people and the economy yeah and this then needs to include another story for the economy yeah. it cannot be an endless growth maximum shift. profit economy exactly it has yeah. to be a mind shift and i'm kind of thinking you know <laughs> uh, maybe back to digitalization we are kind of in the midst of a collective mind shift in into yeah. all directions you know into yeah. crazy stuff that we believed was over in the middle ages and it's coming again <laughs> and and into other things, you know, where we see we're much more connected. We are experiencing the Corona crisis simultaneously yeah. as a global thing, yeah. you know, where, where people all over the globe shift their yeah. social life and protect each other, stay at home. This is crazy. And, and you yeah. know, it's like important to, to have this global consciousness. And yeah, um, yeah from this, I hope, we, you know, and that's, I think, a task for progressive politics is to, to build movements, coalitions, come up with policies, but I think much more important and, 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 and the, the starting point for all this needs to be a story. Yeah. A story of how do we, how do, how do we affect change? What is, what is us? What is we? Who is we? Who am I in this? And uh, what is the future? What should the future be, you know? Yeah. I, uh, to make, to bring the story into a personal context, I, I sort of, I was diagnosed with cancer three years ago. So oh, okay. my whole, my, my life, I changed my life drastically, completely. Mm -hmm. I used to be wanting, I don't know, to be recognized as good in my job and, and to have sort of a nicer car and to, and to use that as a, as a as a as a mark of achievement that I achieved that because I worked harder da 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 da, and and I realized that none of that was important. None of it was important. I realized it was all smoke and mirrors to get me to follow the cheese, because wealth isn't. I mean, yeah, sure, you need to survive and you need to have food and etc. But uh, in the Green New Deal, you need clean water and food a bit. But I realized that. I needed my family to be happy, to walk in the forest. That was wealth, that I could walk out of my house and into a forest and be stressed, feel the stress running out of my body. That is a wealth that people in Hong Kong don't have the ability to walk mm -hmm. out into a forest and have. So my understanding of what wealth was and what my understanding of wealth is, is I'm grateful for clean air in Finland that I know is very clean, very clean water and I can get de-stressed in the forest that is something that many people don't have um, and even people in africa who have money don't have clean air and clean water mm. you know so um so that's pr profoundly where the the mind change happened in a different way for me personally mm. uh, and and i use that as a story to tell because i want people to understand that big shocks will make you change how you see things like the coronavirus is changing the world in a way on a bigger scale. That's what happened to me. Those, those many, you know, those years ago. Um, mm. So yes, a story is needed. 
Yeah. That's what I did to change myself. Was say, mm. That's what I want to live for. That I want to make a difference in the world. I want to do something that isn't materially rewarded. I want to know that the community where I live is better than it was because that'll make me feel mm. great. Mm. And I know that sounds like mm. I need a pat on the back or a, or a, to win some balloons or something. No, I just, I want to do it because I can see people around me struggling and, and, and yeah, not realizing that they can have a better life, you know, mm -hmm. but anyway, so, um, I just yeah. I would bring a personal story to just to highlight the fact that we need stories to advance our <laughs> yeah, progressive exactly. and, ideals and agenda. Yeah, yeah. I was really touched by that story. I think it's a really yeah. nice and good story. And you know, it's so true what you said about what is wealth. Yeah. On the one hand, you know, it, it it's very it's a flexible concept. Yeah. But if you if you really then start to think deep, uh, there are certain things that like community that people are doing well, you know, that you can feel that you can make a difference, that nature is intact. Yeah. All this stuff, you know, they, they relate really to, 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 to needs yeah. that we have. And, and currently we have a system that is, runs amok with this, mm. you know. Yeah. I mean, I was in a, a, on, a, on a call last night with, uh, with a, an Africa group within our movement Mm -hmm. um, talking about taking the GNDE or incorporating it in an African context, because of course Europe has infrastructure mm -hmm. and culturally, and, and it's so very different, but some of the fundamental aspects of democracy, I mean, um, I mean, I've, I have some friends in Africa that have just recently gotten a self, a smartphone for the first time and are now connected and wanting mm -hmm. to talk all the time and just clicking on everything and, not realizing that they're getting thrown into the pool, you know, <laughs> and, uh, but I understand the enthusiasm to want to be mm. connected and, and not having been connected before. And the funny thing is, is that they were wealthier than we were because they weren't connected in a way. I mean, uh, which is such an ironic shame. If you think about it, um, you know, when you go backwards, you all of a sudden start to learn what the values are. I mean, we went to Africa and said, hey, this is how you've got to build things. You've got to do farming on this scale. You've got to use these fertilizers. It'll grow much faster and we can make more and you can do that. But they were growing small crops and each family had their own little crops and they were swapping. He would be growing this spinach and he would be with goats and they would swap milk for cabbage and it worked and it was yeah. great. It was organic and there was no, you know, yeah. uh, so they could have taught yeah. us a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, and yeah, yeah. And I hope they do in the future. Yeah, because, me too. Because, you know, um, there are so many uh, aspects that you, that you, of, of everyday life um, in um, countries of the global south or whatever you want to call it, where you see that despite the struggle and the material conditions that are often very poor, yeah. uh, people have forms of creating a shared happiness and, and uh, laughter that we we kind of somehow lost them in the west you know yeah and they um i actually this brings me to one policy in the gnd that i i really like is the idea of creating starting it it's focused on europe so starting in europe setting up like a knowledge transfer project or knowledge transfer platform 
not only digital, but you know, with a lot of resources that if there are new scientific discoveries for sustainability technologies, for example, that you share them globally and, and, and get Everybody them into the world, in. you know, as quickly oh. as possible. Awesome. And I mean, the great thing would be to say, you know what, we need to build the other direction in it as well, you know, mm -hmm. to have the successful solutions from, from other cultures and continents and, and countries, you know, coming into Europe, yeah. helping us with, with, the, with the, the knowledge from, from them. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, um, in Africa, they have, uh, in, in Kenya, there's a word called Uyama, and in other countries, it's mm. got different words where communities like a village would pool all their salaries. They wouldn't go to a bank. They would pool mm. it into one, into a box. And then that mm -hmm. money would be then used to finance this kid, or you could take a loan, could go to, to college, or whatever the case is, and they would buy stuff together and, and invest or buy crops and then plant them all together as a community. Mm -hmm. So they had this community thing going historically. I mean, mm -hmm. I wish we had more community banks and none of the corporations. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, I, exactly. I see that I've got a message on Zoom here to say that I have to upgrade if, I, if we want to continue. <laughs> um, if you don't mind, I'll just pause and send another link. Yes, yeah, that's fine. Okay. One second. Yeah. God, of platinum gold. Yeah, I was like, wow, <laughs> yeah. Christoph, yeah. man, yeah. so glad we've got people like you. Jeez. Exactly. It's really enjoyable to talk to you. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, great. I'm no, really, really glad I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just let me uh, welcome everybody back to part two of our podcast with our special guest, Christoph Schneider, talking about, uh, well, digital transformation the the what do you call it the digital divide how are we going to transform into a what what are we going to transform into what do we wish it to be all of the these interesting very interesting very deep topics um but things that we really need to start talking about so that we have a a better place and uh, i'm just thinking how connected my kids are now i can't imagine what it'll be like in 20 years mm. i mean yeah up until the age of, what was I, 28, I was not connected at all. I mm. knew what boredom was, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay, uh, now here's the, here's the challenge for yep. all you connectors. Um, actually, the, the current model of, of connecting everything and everyone all, the, all of the time is unsustainable. <laughs> yeah. Um, on an ecological level, it's like uh, very evident the, how the, the growth of digital stuff is exponential currently, uh, which means you know we double the usage of energy and resources in a, a short time, and this is just not compatible with a green New Deal society. This needs to be reduced, and all of these dreams of yeah, let's connect everything and. and have everything fridge you know, that orders under, my food under digital me. control yeah yeah exactly every yeah. car connected to the grid have ai's running the whole show uh yeah okay elon musk has wet dreams about that and others but uh we you know these are the wrong dreams the, the these yeah. are the dreams of the of the of the past and um the challenge is to 
not say, yeah, okay, digitalization is shit. I don't think it is. No, um, there's, good, know, there's good we have technology. To, we have to shape it and we have to decide in which areas do we want to have it, where is it useful, and what are areas you know, where we, we, we won't afford it anymore, where we maybe deconnect, maybe some aspects of our lives are, are too strongly connected already. And there's mm. also an, an individual level to that. Um, there are very important studies um, about you know how do people feel what does it what does constant connection do with people and their feelings and their their well-being and you know it's bad for our well-being mm. because most of of what we call connections in, in digital terms is basically just kind of information noise coming in there and you know yeah. a chat messages, yeah. a chat message going out there and and what's or not um it's a very shallow form of connection and very stressful to our mind uh, and attention span and yeah depression you know like there are studies that show the more people use social media the more likely they are to be depressed and stuff like that so also here you know i think in some areas we have the call to, to deconnect and, and connect in different ways. You know, I think that's in, instead of yes or no, it's like the, the idea is how to connect differently and how to, to um, mix digital with, with analog and um, how, how to know when it's better to talk and not to write chat messages, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Basic, yeah. basic humanistic stuff, you know, and it's yeah. still, re it's very relevant, yeah. Very, that is a very deep point and I agree with it fully. Uh, of yeah. course, technology is very, it's needed in the medical field or in very remote mm. areas or in Africa where there aren't specialists and villages where you can just log in and, and see what's going on with a cut or a wound and, you know, th there's many benefits to it, um, human benefit, uh, humane <laughs> benefit mm -hmm. but um mm. but yes i mean yeah i find that with myself and my personal life my wife keeps on saying you need to switch off disconnect more you know switch it off read a book more and and she's 100 percent right and mm -hmm. um and i tend to spend a, more time in the day where i put the phone down and i meditate or sit outside in the sun and not look at anything <laughs> just listen and mm -hmm. enjoy the moment mm -hmm. and and um and I've started to sort of reconnect a little bit. And I think it's, uh, you don't realize that you're getting sucked into this digital world until you mm. take a step back and then you're like, wow, am I that dependent on it, you know? <laughs> so yes, I, I yeah. agree with you. And what about, yeah. you were talking about earlier that the digital uh, uh, development has continued to increase and has doubled in the short space of time. What about the amount of power that we draw from electricity to drive all of these things how that's is that what yeah. you mean by it's not sustainable yeah in you know if, if you have a, a narrow idea of what is economics uh, ecological sustainability and you look on, on resource and energy use you know um, then it's not sustainable exactly yeah and in in other ways also not you know also for our minds and social yeah. life it's not sustainable yeah. i know but um yeah um, the problem here is um, that it's actually uh, a late, a late comer in a way um, that studies into sustainability and IT are 
not that established yet. So that's a big problem. And we need, we need to address this more clearly. But um, yeah, um, a, a huge... Um, a huge problem is that um, many technologies that are currently being used are based on this idea of that we have endless endless um, storage space for data. We have almost endless data production, and we should you know make the most out of the data and training artificial intelligence so called artificial intelligence models consumes a lot of energy, you know, and often the purpose is often unclear. Does it have a purpose? Well, it's nice. Often it's like, yeah, no, but we can do it. Uh, uh, and a crazy example that really stuck in my head was uh, with the stupid um, Bitcoin uh, systems, you know, where basically a kind of speculative digital currency which hasn't got much societal value because hmm. you cannot really buy stuff with it. But, um, but some people made a lot of money out of it. Um, and Iran, you know, the country Iran, they noticed last year that something must be wrong with the electricity system because within a time span of, of as it was two months, the, the national uh, energy consumption rose by 6%. Hmm. Wow. And, you know, and then they found out they had this recent wave of people building Bitcoin server farms. And mining them. Mining them and connected, and they connected, the, many of them did it very smartly from a business perspective. They <laughs> plugged it into mosques and, and other public buildings. Mm. Where electricity was basically provided by the state. <laughs> and so they noticed, okay, so something is wrong because we have a massive you know, increase in energy. Yeah. And um, this is um, just one example where you can see where, where one such a system, you know, it, it's, it's like Bitcoin, a couple of thousand people use it around the world, but it's designed in such a way to in, use incredible amounts of energy and we cannot afford such, such systems. Hmm. Like, you know, like they don't have any purpose besides of making speculative prop, profit. Hmm. And they consume a hell out of energy. And it's not valuable. Um, I mean, you can't use it exactly. to buy anything yeah. outside yeah. of, yeah, it's in society. Exactly. That's crazy, yeah. And um, so, I mean, Bitcoin is, is an easy enemy. Most people don't like that stuff. But yeah. Um, but there are benefits, like this folding thing that's happening now with the medical fraternities all yeah. using their, this yeah, peer to peer to, to power their search yeah. for. Uh, testing virus stuff and etc. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, in such in areas where you say this can really have a, a useful effect and helps us to do things better than we than in other ways. Let's do it and let's go for it. And if it consumes a lot of energy, okay. If the purpose is right, yeah. But you know, it's it's like currently, it's like yeah, whatever goes, let's yeah. just do it. What, for whatever yeah. we have money, let's just do it. Yeah. For whatever we find an investor, let's just do it. Yeah. And, and that's a problem. And it, yeah. you know, it's, this is like neoliberalism in action. For whatever yeah. we find an investor, let's do it. And democracy in action would be, yeah, okay, where do we have 
social problems. Where do we want to use our societal resources to tackle these problems? And okay, let's do it in this way and not in another way. And yeah. we have oversight and control and accountability, you know? Yeah. Um, and this is uh, incredibly important, I guess. We, we need to... And then actually it's not the IT sector becomes very similar to the to other industrial sectors when we think of in terms of the green new deal you know what is the purpose of the green new deal because the purpose of, of a green new deal would be to say okay let's look at at these major sectors that are so shaping our lives and our environment and having this effect on nature how do we transform them how do we regulate them how do we democratically shape the transformation you know, and then it's not so special anymore, the digital politics. It's like mm. we need an, another form of agriculture as well. As well. Yeah. And the problem here is also big corporations and venture capital shaping this, you mm. know. How do yeah. we have other powers shape this and shape it for the people and the planet? Um, yeah, I, mean, I was, I was so, thinking of you mentioning that and I immediately in my mind, I thought of this Bernie Sanders, uh, part of his campaign was to legalize uh, marijuana, but not only legalize marijuana in the United States, he wanted to expunge the criminal record of everybody that had been arrested mm -hmm. for holding marijuana mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. involve them in the growing and ownership in their neighborhoods of marijuana <laughs> in order to be used as medicinal basis. And I just thought that was like a nice little microcosm yeah. that I thought, wow, that is absolutely on the money. Definitely. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And where we like, it's a, it's a, a good example that shows it's not only about the future, it's also about redoing, you know, oh. evils of the past. Yeah. And, Inequalities. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My. Emily, <laughs> what did I tell you? <laughs> yeah, this exactly. This is going to be a crazy exactly. podcast that's going <laughs> to make you think a lot. Because uh, when, when the webinar finished, I was like, what? That's it? It's ended? <laughs> it was like 11 o'clock at night that time. Yeah. 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 I, I was glad it ended. I, was really <laughs> like, uh, low. I needed to drink something. <laughs> it was very intense. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, Christoph, I'm so, so really happy uh, that you've joined us. Um, Samuli, do you have any sort of last questions for Christoph? I'm sure we, we can't keep him all night. Yeah. No, actually, nothing comes to mind. Um, I was thinking about um, examples of some companies. Now, we don't have this that I know of in Finland, but um, in America, you have these issues where um, certain companies are given access to the, how can I say, the pipeline, the connection, and they're, and they're allowed to throttle it in order to slow down other people's connections mm. so that they mm -hmm. can, you know, uh, give their yeah. preferred partners a better connection and that, I mean that is just wrong in so many ways but uh, what do you think on on, on that basis uh, on this yeah like in the digital politics crowd they call this net neutrality net neutrality yes. you know you have this you have a neutral net equal for for everyone yeah. can use it equally yeah and yeah um, it goes back to, to what we discussed before. We need to install a sense of, of public 
good into maybe not all but into major digital systems and yeah. it, like the grid itself the digital grid you know that connects people is one major thing and there are so many areas uh, in europe even you know in, in the rich, so-called rich countries in europe in germany we have many many rural regions where they have poor connections because the big companies won't connect it because it doesn't pay off for them you know it's so yeah. it's, and um yeah i think you know we are it's like you know in the past it was everyone should be able to read a book and now in the 21st century of course we should be able to read books but we should also be able to use uh, the the internet and the and the and the, the power of digital con connection and information yeah. equally and we need a, an equal system and Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, Green New Deal is in in my reading very much about changing our infrastructures of everyday life, changing mobility, changing energy, changing housing, changing how we work. Let's change the internet as well. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make it a, a a a public good, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's connect connect everyone in Europe. Um, hmm. This is like the hardware. Lay the hardware in into the ground so everyone can use it then take care that you know it's efficient and doesn't consume a lot of energy but the software part you know what are the platforms and services we need to think here as well for example for like a public social media thing or data as a common good and we have a european agency that manages this common good you know and is independent or has a, a governing council by 5000 citizens from all over europe something like that yeah um yeah and then we have you know an, an infrastructure where we could really say this could be a, this could these could be game changers for how digitalization shapes our lives and our future yeah and we need this 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 game changer urgently because um currently um digitalization just accelerates most of what is bad about our current economic model yeah and um uh, and there but still you know there's a lot of potential to organize things differently i often one of my dreams is like it's not only my dream but others dreamt it as well um that you know we have certain areas like mobility how can we ensure that everyone can access a certain amount of mobility in their lives, you know, meet their friends and family, go to work and things like that. Um, and we know, you know, we need to change this drastically also because of the climate. And um, yeah, but um, maybe now with digital tools, we, we have the power to, to organize a system that, that, you know, helps us to organize this equally and sustainably. Yeah. You know that that you have a digital app that that tells you I don't know we should we have to democratically decide that tells you yeah okay you have two thousand three hundred kilometers left and from then on you need to pay something something like this you know yeah and we this the 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 power of this would be we could replace uh, the market and the classical bureaucracy which were like the big which are the big 
coordination system of, of the 20th century that are still very powerful. <laughs> and we could, we could replace them in some way by uh, a, a digital system that has like democratic values inscribed, you know, if, if we shape it democratically from the beginning. And we, we could have, um, yeah, basically a, a common, organize infrastructures as common resources. Yeah. Where, where, community you know, everyone, everyone, community, community everyone can use it uh, to a certain degree. I think that's what we need to learn um, um, with the sustainability in mind. Yes. Not everyone can use it endlessly, but everyone yeah. can use it to a certain degree. Um, and yeah, we could, it could be much more fairly than, than say, you know, okay, everyone has to pay the same price. That's the, the market argument. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, my last question for you is on, uh, I know it's controversial, this whole 5G rollout, etc. but mm. I'm guessing from your discussion that you would prefer us to go back to sort of fiber optic or, Mm. cable or connection or oh no no okay no no um i i think um culturally so far we have seen two big changes in what does digitalization mean the first was you have the personal computer at your home and in the 90s connected to the internet and you said you know in germany we said Okay, I go into the internet now, hmm. which meant you go to your PC and you, you have your modem running and you, you look into the screen and do, do the, the, the thing that is called internet. Um, and then, you know, with mobile uh, connections and the smartphones um, in starting in 2007, a new layer was added. And, you know, now often, like, I think we don't go into the internet but we go in the internet mm. you know what i mean if we if we have the, the phone with us we walk inside the net right. because yeah. we are constantly digitally connected and this has a lot of problems with surveillance and all this stuff we discussed before yeah. and we need to shape this and regulate this yeah but um you know i think this is a is a cultural uh transformation that is going on with risks but also opportunities and um, also for sustainability that i think there can be a lot of um, opportunities for example think of this utopian traffic system that allows you to use public transport freely for like a couple of thousand kilometers or whatever um, this of course would need mobile mobile data connections and, and mobile yeah. devices yeah to manage but yeah um the question is to what degree you know yes. all the hope mm. with with the 5g stuff a main argument for 5g is yeah it's good for automated driving and cars connecting all the cars and creating this completely automated vehicle fleet um yeah and also here you know it's it's based on the idea that there will be so many cars as there are now, or even more. And this is also an outdated way of thinking. <laughs> yeah. There should be different cars or buses and trains and bikes and things like that. Yeah. 
um, yeah, Electric. and not every every everything needs a needs a, an artificial intelligence necessarily running it. No, yes, so, I agree. Yeah, yeah. But like, if uh, if there are areas, you know, where where it's really useful to have artificial intelligence do that stuff, why not? Yeah. Let's do it and yeah, let's sure. have the, the newest technology. I'm all up for that. Hmm. It's just yeah. the yeah, we're not anti-technology. No, exactly. Just the scope yeah. and how how we do it. You know, I think whether yeah. if or not technology, the how is much more important. Yes, yeah. yes, and how it impacts us individually, mm. community-wise, mm. regionally. Mm. Fantastic, Christoph Schneider. Thank <laughs> you very much for joining us. It was yeah. brilliant, and I would, I would definitely say that we will, we would love to do this again with you, in a yeah. few months' time to to pick up where you're what you're doing and what's going on there's so many questions i'd still like to know what you do and uh but we'll leave that for another time it was fantastic having you thank you for joining us yeah thank you guys for having me it was fantastic <laughs> indeed for me as well and uh let's do this in a couple of months yeah, yeah it's we'll great, we will. great talking to you definitely yeah. definitely yeah we've got We've got um, uh, people to come and talk about mo modern monetary theory. We've got uh, ah, cool. my town where I live is the green city of, of Europe for 2021. So they're, they're coming next week to join us. Uh, so that'll be mm. interesting to find out. And they're trying to be carbon neutral by 2025, or we will be as a town. Mm, um, cool. And I've got lots of questions about free public transport and all sorts of things <laughs> that I'd like to ask. <laughs> Mm. But, uh, thank you for joining us, Christoph. I really yes. appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys for doing this. I think this is a very important contribution to our global movement and global conversation on this. Great yeah. to have you doing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thanks. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. We'll continue, Samuli. Thanks, yes. Christoph. Okay. Bye. Take care. Bye. Awesome. Samuli? Yes. How was that? Holy moly. That was fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> a very inspiring talker. I very, mean. He was such a great speaker. I mean, yeah. he, obviously, English is not his first language, but boy, does he yeah. command English well. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, he exactly. grabs your attention instantly. Yeah. And you're, I mean, I was gripped. And the things he says, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, very good speaker. Um, yeah. In fact, I would even go so far as to say that if we ever do um, that event we were planning to do in February, remember? Yeah. Sociali Forum. In Sociali Forum, yes. He would be a great guest to invite to come and he speak would. or to interview he and would. talk. Exactly. Tell me that wouldn't grip everybody. That would, that would, that would be crazy. Yeah. And there even was still like talk. I mean, I watched at some point Sociali Forum that they were planning to do it in August, but that's probably yeah well let's see how it develops yeah let's see yeah yeah, yeah. but definitely uh, this we need christopher yes yeah fantastic speaker so i'm so glad i just really worried about that part one what happened to that thing when i pressed that um i'm, I'm hoping it's somewhere i'm praying um, <laughs> is there anything else we want to talk about uh, i did notice that there was a on on a local subject in finland uh, in Ule, uh, oh wait, let me share the screen. Yeah. Um, uh, here we go. That uh, Finnish developed an open source coronavirus vaccine and it's nearly ready for testing. I don't know if you've Whoa. heard about this. No. 
yeah, developed in Finland. Um, mm. What I like about this the most is that um, the main uh, doctor here, there's a group of them. Um, yeah. Uh, let's just have a look here. Coronavirus vaccine nasal spray. Hmm. Um, and the, the main thrust of this is that, uh, let's just have a look here. The main thrust is that um, he doesn't, he's very worried. I think it's this one, yeah. Finland should be actively, uh, uh, we should not just wait on development by international pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. Um, and then he, what he says he later on here that he's worried that big corporations will buy the vaccine and that it won't get to the people that need it and that it will be used as a tool for profit, etc. Yeah, they are calling it the Linus vaccine because they want to do mm. like Linus Torvalds. They want to give it as a free. Whoa. They want to give it to the world. Uh, as as open source as an open source super cool vaccine Linux vaccine yeah, yeah. And I thought that was phenomenal I thought that that's, was that's super I was good. so proud I was <laughs> I, yeah I was so proud when I saw that I was like yes so <laughs> so proud because I was but like that, damn it that that's actually that lifts up my spirits because I just noticed that Vasem is too late to their newest uh, like newest newsletter was saying that there was discussion in Helsinki uh, in the like city council yeah. about new privatization of some of the healthcare clinics in, in Helsinki. Oh no. Exactly. So this, oh, no. this gives more hope that there's also like this counterbalance in the healthcare <laughs> sector that yeah, they actually we really don't are want private healthcare. Yeah. Oh no, that's not good. But this is super cool. Yeah, this is, this was a, such a great story in the week. So I thought I'd keep this to show you um, and anybody that's watching. I mean, eventually yeah. we'll get these onto YouTube. Um, in fact, not too far from now, because um, I do have some of the material ready to to upload. But um, but yeah, I thought that was a very interesting story to to share. Do you, is there anything else that you? Oops, let me stop sharing. Anything else that you um, might want to discuss? Uh, locally or regionally. I mean, there was that civic um, group for Europe to take over Europe last weekend. Unfortunately, oh, yes. I didn't. Do you want to talk about a little bit about that? Well, like, I didn't uh, attend Italian it, movement. unfortunately. Oh, yeah. fuck, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it was on the Saturday and I was literally quite wanting to recover from the week. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I literally had a sleep and I went for a nice long walk <laughs> and bought some fresh and veg and everything and I, I literally forgot about it and then when I got home I was yeah, like oh, yeah yeah that but I, I needed that on Saturday I needed to just unwind a little bit I mean healthcare like I mean self-care it's also yeah. a very important part like, like when we're yeah. doing this kind of like political activism it's very yeah. important to also recognize one's limits because otherwise there's no sense of burning yourself out yeah it doesn't really do much good no yeah um, I don't have any others. But, I mean, do I have others? But there was you? like I was trying to find out this because my friend was talking about a Finnish-Swedish city, coastal city that has been really pushing forward this kind of new ways of agriculture, and also there's been a very good way of uh, like they have been taking like immigrants since the 90s, and they've been a very successful of somehow like uh, building this kind of 
community inside yeah. that city that it doesn't like segregate people. But uh-huh. I tried to find some kind of news article about it that what my friend was talking about, but I couldn't find it. Interesting. So maybe very next week. Yeah, sure. That sounds very interesting. We can put the link in the in the social media. Yeah. Uh, what do you call it under the? Uh, but another another question I wanted to ask you is: Are Facebook and li- Instagram are they linked? I didn't manage to make the Instagram yet, oh, but okay. I will do it like. Okay, no, no, no worries. I was just wondering if yeah. if you post in one, sometimes it asks you yes. if you want to post it in the other at the same. Yes. That way it yes. Makes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's definitely link them. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I, I don't have any other stories apart from, uh, um, I think the one that I've shared already, which was this uh, ProPublica article about climate change contributing to skyrocket skyrocketing rates of infectious diseases. Hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I don't even want to go into that because it's depressing <laughs> right now. Yeah. Let's 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 not go there today. Yeah. After really such like an the... inspiring, uh, inspiring. Yeah, exactly. Uh, meeting with uh, or or a discussion with Christoph, I feel completely. I just want to, when we log off, see if I can find part one. Because if I find part one, yes. I'm going to have a little celebration. <laughs> not, I'm going to cry. Over in a puddle of beer. Yep. All right, my friend. Nice yes. to chat to you again. Uh, and, yes. and thank you, everybody, for joining us on this uh, totally. amazing podcast we've had today. Um, our third podcast and they're getting better as we go as you can see next week we've got a planned uh, a podcast as you might have heard earlier with uh, Sara from the green city of Lahti the program where uh, Lahti has been made the uh, 2021 green city of Europe um, and there's a whole lot of initiatives um, Peter Palanen and Samuli will be joining me and we will be interviewing um, Sara in Finnish. Um, and at the end of the discussion, once we, the, the presentation or discussion with Sara, we will then switch to English and re-discuss some of the important points that were, were raised, what opportunities are there for people to get involved, um, et cetera, et cetera. So we look forward to next week on the 20th of May, the podcast. Um, Actually, it won't be on the 20, it'll be on the 22nd. So we'll be releasing it on the weekend um, because we only do it with, have the opportunity to talk to Sada on the Thursday or the Friday. So thanks for joining us once again. And um, if we don't see you soon, then we'll see you soon. Uh, It's not very funny. Okay. All right. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Thanks.